Rajesh. I am doing well. I have to tell you, my wife said she'd listened to one of our previous podcasts, and she said, is Rajesh really that high energy every time you see him? He comes out and says, Ari, how are you? And I said, yeah, he actually is. Like, that's not made up for the podcast. I just get really excited every time we get together and have a chance to talk. And I have to tell you, I'm still buzzing from last week's episode where we had Christopher Graves on. I mean, I just had so much fun with you and him and talking about everything we talked about. He does reframe the world in a way now that I'm walking through the hallways and I'm saying, hmm, risk averse, prefrontal cortex, low, but it's all just now playing through my head. That's great. That's great. Well, we're here with a new episode, and I'm going to throw it to you to frame up the topic. This is the question that I asked you a few weeks ago, and now we get to go deeper into it, which is real issue. IBM launching our AI for business campaign into a world that is a buzz with conversation around AI and what does it mean? Everyone's had experience at this point with chat GBT or something similar. And for IBM, the question that we're engaging with audiences around is, but what does that mean for an enterprise business? Right? You don't want to use a toy to run a business. So we've introduced Watson X, which is our answer for how you can responsibly and with governance and with safety implement AI for the enterprise. Fabulous. Now, if we ran a traditional campaign, where we run some TV, we do social, we do search, we do programmatic. We know the results are not going to break through in this very competitive world, especially where people are having so many B2C or consumer interactions with AI. And it's very hard for IBM to break through on this enterprise story when people are saying, are you talking about that thing that's on my phone that I was playing with? Was it, no, no, it's not that. It's, it's something more than that. It's how you think about labor and how you think about customer care. And anyway, a lot of conversation at IBM about, so how do you redesign a campaign that breaks through in a noisy environment? And how do you win people over, not just intellectually, but you kind of win the hearts and minds to a different way of thinking about what AI means? We were kicking this around. I was talking to my boss about the fact that I don't believe you can approach it top down. I don't think we can just throw TV and traditional advertising at this because it won't break through. You have to work it bottom up. In our universe, there may only be a few ten thousands of accounts that we need to get to. Large, but not as big as a consumer business. But you got to get to them. Like you got to go knock on their front door. You've got to meet the CIO. You've got to go meet the CTO. You've got to go meet the HR leader the marketing leader, because this is going to change their lives. It's going to change their careers. And they're not going to be able to see that until they have a chance to understand how transformative this is. My boss happens to come from politics, worked, among other things, on the John Kerry campaign as their comms leader. His immediate reaction was, that sounds like a retail politics campaign. That's how I grew up. You don't just throw television spots on TV. You go and knock on every door. You have a list, a database of every registered Democratic user in this zip code 
who's likely to vote, how do we get them to vote, and the campaign becomes knock on every door, call every number, figure out what it's going to take to motivate that person, but then even practically get them to the poll. Because if their blocker is, I don't have transportation, I've got a van. If your blocker is, well, I don't know where you stand on this issue, I've got a pamphlet. What would it look like became the issue, became the question internal, to run our AI for business campaign as if it were a political campaign? Our candidate is IBM Enterprise AI. It's competing against some very well-funded candidates. We think some of them are very loud, maybe even a little obnoxious, uh, but it's hard to break through as we've realized in real politics against loud, obnoxious, maybe not entirely factual voices. The metaphor really resonated internally. And so I'm bringing that question to you and some of your peers about what would it look like to think about marketing, especially B2B, where you have these targeted audiences or the extension of ABM as if it were politics. Yeah, love it. Okay, great. So, you know, when we think about enterprise marketing, as practitioners in this space, we often hear words like account-based marketing. And then within account-based marketing, we kind of have this idea of one-to-many, one-to-few, and one-to-one. And we know as marketers that the one-to-one is really important, recognizing that it's typically a buying group that buys within an enterprise, that each of the individuals has different considerations through which they're evaluating a solution, through which they see challenges and problems to achieving the business results that they're trying to drive. So we do have some foundational principles and ways of thinking and ways of working that we execute day to day. I think what's really interesting about what you're describing is for me, this idea that when we frame it as a political grassroots organic, it is activating people typically at a deeper level in terms of the things that they really value and care about. And often it is looking to appeal on an emotional basis along with a logical position, candidate statement, but it's a lot of like, okay, how have I activated something deeper within a human being that's like really getting them to take action, like leave their house and and go somewhere and and vote for someone or maybe attend a rally or maybe um, activate others. You had said that when we first talked about this a few weeks ago, which struck me really powerfully that part of this is ABM and it would be easy to say, oh, it's ABM, let's move on. But that actually it's the emotional or values component that the political metaphor brings to discussion. I think it's incredibly important because when I think about this then from an IBM perspective, there is something to the values that we're proposing that says you cannot responsibly roll out AI in a corporation without governance. 
the first question I would ask to anyone who's coming to me with a solution is show me the governance. Show me that it's not biased. Show me that you can source all the data that was part of it. And that to me feels like you could have a much more value-based conversation than just say, ooh, is it cool? Does it take cost out? How do you build, do you think, community and values and the elements that bring political coalitions together to say there are a group of us who actually care about this? Yep, the, 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 the community, the values, the emotion, I think those are all different. I think the, the tactics around how you start to engage are different. And I think it is a very solid reframe that I I I have not I have not Ari have you have you activated within a political network before? Is that something that that yeah yeah it's a very not I I not I like I feel like I've I've read about it I've seen about it I I, I remember one of the things when. Obama was getting elected was there was a lot of press at that time or after he was elected around the grassroots campaign work that he did and his campaign did that helped propel him there. What are some of the principles? And I know you've studied that as well. What are some principles of that that you draw forward now as interesting to explore. We had the opportunity to meet with some of the folks who helped drive the Obama campaign, in part because in WPP, you have an agency, Blue State, that formed right. around. Actually, they said they started with the Howard Dean campaign, which when I think about it was the first campaign that I heard about really using social tactics and some of the database principles that Obama took, I think, to the highest level. The conversations we've been having starting with the stuff that's closest to my part of the business is even the way you organize data takes ABM to another level. So for instance, you don't just collect individual data or role-based data or account-based data. You're really trying to build a database of level of engagement and people's relative positionings. People have talked about that for years, but when we were bouncing that concept off our database, we realized we could do a much better job structure our data that for any given account, we could talk role by role about the contacts we have, but also their level of engagement and where they fall in their readiness. It had profound implications already in the work we're doing to say, wow, there are a lot of gaps in our knowledge of people we know but even more so, there are a lot of gaps in the execution of our media to get to people, whether we know them or not. So what would you do, for instance, if you say, yeah, we know 17 people in this account who are around the decision-making process, but we haven't engaged them with this governance conversation. What are the tactics to engage them on that? What are the right forums? What are the right experiences? which led us to an interesting conversation around how do you take more experience-based marketing, which is one of the reasons I came to you, and now layer that on top of this database concept. So I know the people I need to get to. I know their current state. I know the disposition I need them to have. What's the experience that moves them on a topic that does have a values dimension and emotional dimension to it? 
Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to the plethora of abundance we have here at WPP with, with, with Blue State and other agencies. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I, I like that because it's a tie-in to everything that you're doing around product-led growth, which revisits some of the topics we've already discussed, the importance of, of getting people into an experience that leads to conversion, recognizing that there's a, a funnel process to it. So first we need to perhaps leverage our data and then leverage our data to drive insights, try to connect on a deeper values level, try to build um, an emotional appeal to take action. But then what is that action? Uh, and how does that action help engage that person in ideally some sort of community and some sort of experience where they can be advancing either their knowledge or or their exploration of, of something that they feel like could be helpful to them in their business. I had an experience when I was with you at the stream event where there was a set of conversations of marketing leaders with some academics around AI. And one of the women who ran a decent sized marketing organization said, oh yeah, I just uploaded a lot of my data into chat GBT and I got some really cool answers. And the academic was horror struck from the stage. He said, what data did you upload? And she said, oh, yeah, our financials. And I said, well, you know what happens to that data now, right? She said, no, what happened? You just gave it away. I, it struck me powerfully that part of this is education. And maybe for the next year or so before people are ready to buy a lot, there's a substantial amount of education that people have to have, even the most basic things. like. If I want to talk to you about the importance of governance, we have to start by saying, well, who does data belong to? What if you belong, as I do, to a community that believes data belongs to the consumer? Um, or in this case, data belongs to the company that owns it. And that taking that without permission or without clarity, that's a violation. Or I believe that models that drift or have bias built into them are fundamentally a non-starter for implementing this kind of technology. Well, then how do you even go about moving forward in AI for business if you don't understand what your options are? If that's true, and there are people still out there in positions of real authority who don't even understand the basics, I do think some of our marketing is going to lean into building communities of learning and communities of learning, especially around how can you move forward with AI? Because it's that important to transformation, but how can you do it safely and responsibly? Yeah, so using that and building on that, then the grassroots mobilization, and I, and I think this is, it is, it is a good frame up of, of data is owned by the customer, data is owned by the consumer, or data is owned by the business, right? Data is owned by the customer, data is owned by the business. Data is open, owned by the customer is the B2C aspect, data owned by the business is the B2B element. It's really easy for me to get super fired up on either of those, right? So the grassroots mobilization is, you struck a passion point for me. I feel, and I mean, look, if you look at like the writer's strike, right? One of the issues with the writer strike and SAG was all around this idea of like 
you can't take all my writing and scripts and then create something based off all of my writing and scripts. And like, I own that. Right. And so it's sort of the same thing. Like I own my data for my business and for my personal use. And I'm pretty passionate about that. If that's, if that's the, the insight that there are for me in one-to-one marketing, then how do we develop some high impact messaging? How do we use that high impact messaging to mobilize me, the audience, um, and then remove any barriers that stand in the way for me engaging in community with others, perhaps to advance that sort of agenda or to learn more around how I might better take care and protect uh, and leverage my my personal data or my business data. So that is the direction we're going, which leads me to the path that it feels that it's a longer format conversation. It doesn't lend itself to just a 30 second TV spot, for instance. You could certainly introduce the theme, but to build energy and commitment and to give people the confidence that they can move forward with AI, with transformation, and they can do it responsibly, it does feel like experiences that are more one-to-one. Someone mentioned to me, and we're exploring the idea of boot camps. In other words, hey, CMO, you're thinking about a customer care solution, but you're not that confident. Here's a one-to-one advisor who's there for you. And or communities forming, which is, hey, CMOs, in our example, staying with CMOs. Let's get a community together around the table to talk about all of us are having similar problems. And if IBM puts itself in the position where we are, being the coach, being the facilitator and the convener of those communities that share these values, I think that's going to pay off long term. Now we're talking two or three years in ways that traditional marketing is not going to pay off. And I think about that as a political campaign that Obama, two or three years before his campaign, was not going to be the president. The recognition wasn't there. The understanding that this was a viable candidate wasn't there. But that one-to-one, door-to-door, message-to-message engagement until he was filling arenas at some point because the community started to form, that at least metaphorically is where we're going. And then practically, we do think tactics that are less just traditional media, less traditional social, programmatic, display, TV, and more face-to-face, more digital community, more educational. That's where we're thinking. What's your reaction? I think I think that that's I think that that's ultimately going to be more effective. Like even if I was thinking about like uh, someone asked me the other day or today, they said, "What are some definitions of uh, MQL, marketing qualified lead?" Right. At what point do you? And then what's and what's an MQL definition of where you hand it off to sales? And how does sales feel about that definition, right? And so we, you know, like you, you kind of get to the, you're talking about, you know, you use the word, this could be longer. It could be more intense building, you know, we've activated around a passion point. We've gotten you in a community, whether that community is a group or it's a one-to-one advisor, you're, you're, 
you're in your purpose, you're in your passion, you're talking about something, you're learning something, it's a boot camp. But you're right, it is a it is a longer, deeper experience. But if we counted someone in that experience and then handed off to sales and said, like, this person's been engaging in the community now for three months and they've done X, Y, and Z, and you know, you like, I mean, sales, you're like, I mean, if that's not a sales qualified lead, I don't know what is a sales qualified lead, right? Like your the conversion and pull through should be, it should be like, not only am I going with you because, you know, with these enterprise buying cycles, there can be a long time between when decisions are made, you know, 12 months, 18 months, three years, right? Like a lot of these buying decisions are not, these are, this is not weekly retail. And so investing, recognizing that maybe, I don't know what the numbers are, you would know better than me, but 8% of our, of our target market is actually in a buying moment, right? Like, and realizing that we need to bridge these gaps. And when they are ready, they will raise their hand. And recognizing that this community is not only the buyers, but they are also the influencers. They are also the advocates, right? Like you and I are friends and I influence you and you influence me. Like the same thing, if you were going to buy something, I'd be like, well, what about this? What about this issue? I am optimistic. We've been doing some early modeling in the midst of still trying to figure out the campaign. But the difference between our traditional marketing, where you're trying to move fast and move towards a sale, we may get two, three, four, 8% conversion back to your MQL question. We're talking in this case of how do you go over 50%? How do you get to 80% when, when the group is ready? And part of the difference that I tie back to the political campaign is when you're doing something that's more emotional, that's more connected, that's more value-based, not only do you really these longer-term, deeper connections, but people also, to some extent, opt out. Like, what if I don't share your value? Well, that's okay. Uh, yeah. You opting out of my marketing, if you don't share that value, that's okay with us because we were not going to implement a system that was about speed and convenience and just taking cost out. That was never the point. I do think the fact that you can divide voters on values in some ways is helpful. It's a formatting of segmentation or format of segmentation where people are self-selecting into a group. And that is why, to your MQL point, we think if we get this and when we get this right, you're going to see conversion rates that are just fundamentally different in order of magnitude than traditional conversion rates. I, I think the hypothesis is right on. I think that, you know, the challenge is we're definitely right that, that the conversion rates are higher. The, the important thing, I think, is to connect it all. And, and that's no small task. And the challenge is to keep the machine that we have going while we're building something that is going to be better. Uh, and on the point around, you know, here's what we stand for. It's also a little bit of, and here's what we don't. Right. Like if you want to go fast and upload your data and be freewheeling, sorry, that's not us. Like this is the values that we stand on. This is who we are. And and I think that's also a great learning from from the political side of it, which is that here's what we're for. 
And here's what we're not really, that's not really a part of our platform. I really like that. You see why I'm pretty excited about this. It's all the things I like. It's data-driven. It's experience-oriented. It's got elements of PLG. It's got elements of ABM. It's got conversion rates beyond. And it's experimental. We don't know. But this is why I reached out to you to say, willing to help think this through. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm so glad you're pioneering things here. I, I feel like we are... We are learning together. We're experimenting together. I know we're going to test it and learn it and then improve it. Uh, these are all the fundamental hallmarks of, of true innovation. And yeah, I'm pumped. I hope everybody enjoyed a little bit here around this idea of what is possible when we think through problems with different lenses. And maybe there's a chapter two here, Ari. I have no doubt we will be back. We'll tell people to get out and vote, and then we'll go count the ballots. And we'll be back in a few months to say what happened. Great to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Be well.